everyone, welcome to the Laying Foundation Podcast, where we equip the next generation of builders. Joining alongside me today is Walker Lott. What's up, Walker? What's up, Davis? Like the uh, the new intro line? We're trying I'm it a out. Big fan. We're I'm just a trying big to fan. get a voiceover, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Man, today we had a great guest on. So now we are international, guys. We are worldwide. Uh, we had Eleanor Moshi worldwide. on. It. Worldwide. <laughs> she is from Australia which is pretty cool. So like I said in the show intro, I'll say it again because it blows my mind. It is, I think, 9 a.m. or actually probably uh, 10 a.m. her time now and 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. our time, uh, which is crazy. But no, she is uh, she is the construction coach uh, for Australia. So really, um, she just wants to help make people's careers better. You know, she, she goes about it as saying, uh, you can make the choice now. You don't have to wait. You can learn to get better. You can get out there. And you can get help from people who, who have been in the industry, who have done it. Uh, and all she wants to do is, is she wants to, there you go, I'm used to quit. She wants to help equip people uh, to live a better career. Uh, and that is through coaching and it is through conversations and, and networking and people. It's kind of a lot of stuff that, that we you know talk about. It's about building relationships. Uh, and that is exactly what she aims to do. And guys, I'm super excited for you to listen to it. I think you'll get a lot out of it. Uh, and she really and truly cares. And you can tell that just by the way that she approaches conversations and just from the passion that she has. Uh, and it's very evident in the way that she speaks and carries herself. Davis, what did you think? Yeah, I think it's really cool about um, listening to her career and thinking about the resources she's built and just, uh, you know, the platform she's built for herself. But it's really cool to think about how all this stuff was talking about how each point in this journey has been relationships. She didn't mention that, but, you know, I helped this person here. This person mm-hmm. helped me. Like I had a mentor talk to me. I helped someone here. And literally it, it spools down to how willing are you to spend in your relationships? How willing are you to take that next step with a person that you may not be doing too well with on the job site? Can you take that next step? Are you willing to invest a little bit more? Are you willing to go have a little bit of conflict and ask them, you know, what's going on here? Why are we not working towards, you know, the common goal? Whatever that may be, your relationships is how you get far in anything in life, but it's really the only thing you could do to to be great in construction, right? And if you don't have great relationships, you don't have influence. You don't have influence. Like John Maxwell says, you don't have leadership. So yep. everything rises and falls on leadership, like John Maxwell talks about. But really, how you do that, you have great relationships. No, that Very well said. I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. Guys, I'm excited for you to listen to it. As always, please reach out to contact at lane-foundations.com if we could ever help you out with anything. Without further ado, Eleanor Moshi. Eleanor, welcome to the show. Excited to have you. You are actually uh, in Australia, which is really cool. You're the first person there that we've had. So I think you said it's 9 a.m. your time when it's uh, 7.04 p.m. our time, which is pretty cool. But just to begin with, uh, before we get into it, who are you, what do you do, and where are you from? Thank you very much for having me on your show. I hope I get a certificate as the first guest from... (laughs) Australia on your show, but it's a pleasure to be able to have this space globally to share a common message that is so valuable to everyone. So appreciate what you're doing and thank you for having me on your show. As Australia's first construction coach, the construction coach, I guide, inspire and direct ambitious constructors 
ambitious professionals and future leaders. And on top of that, I'm a three-time best-selling author, constructing your career leadership in construction and young gun, and also the host of my own podcast, Constructing You, where I interview exemplary leaders and industry titans as well as young guns now to see who do you have to become to achieve what you want in industry because the playbook is actually no big secret but very few are playing in accordance with the winner's playbook Mm, that's good eleanor you've done a lot but if we could before we get there i want to talk about how did you get into construction i think that's what really gives our audience an opportunity to know Hey, Eleanor went this route. It seems like I'm kind of going that route too. I can kind of follow her footsteps. Tell us about how did you get into construction? I thought I would be the grandiose architect dressed in black, which I do anyway, (laughs) and go to site and pull out a notepad and just sketch a few things and it would be done. So I pursued architecture because I do have a fascination with creation except I'm a creative, but not in that typical sense that would lead someone to become a a, a brilliant architect. And I was always extremely frustrated with the conventional design process that by week 12, I had to have an outcome and all I would ever have is a model with a glue still drying. So I wasn't very good at it, but I enjoyed the mental work that came with architecture. So I finished that, that degree and I knew that pursuing this further trying to push a boulder uphill was not really a a desirable way to have a career so I looked at the course syllabus at university because based on the intelligence that I had back then the only way forward was to go get another degree Mm -hmm. so I looked at everything that was available and property didn't really speak to me urban design certainly not architecture also no and then the term construction management came up and that was the first time I actually heard of it or even knew that there was an industry and it was very process orientated and it started answering my questions as to how something was actually built because during my architecture days the people who would do really well are those who would have these fascinating Revit models which you know could never meet reality it's it was actually impossible So I thought this could be interesting. Worst case, I do it and I don't like it. I'll figure it out all over again. And 15th of March, 2013, I remember sitting in the first construction management class and it felt like everything at once, but also this whole new portal that I knew I had to explore and to further understand, could I find my place within the industry? And that was the start of the journey into construction management. Yeah, you said a, a few things that I really liked. You mentioned how, well, not that I liked, but how, you know, that back then, like you said, that was the only way forward was to get a degree, right? Like now our world has modernized and we've changed and, you know, you're a part of that solution by providing these courses and there, there's so many other people, but you just think about that in itself to just kind of sit there and think like that was the only way back then. But now we have such the opportunity, guys, there's, there's different ways to educate yourself and not necessarily have to go get a second or third degree to be in construction. And, you know, that's one of the, the reasons why we started this podcast. I know that's one of the reasons why you want to help people and constructing your career. But I just thought that was a really cool point to think about now in today's world, there's multiple people wanting to help you, figure out your career and what best suits for you. And there's really, uh, you know, not a better way to do it, in my opinion, by 
if you go to college, I love your, your attitude about it was, you know, I'll just figure it out. Like if it's not something that I like, I'll just go figure it out eventually. And for me, that would scare the little crap out of me. But you must have this confidence to like, you know what, we're just going to get there and we're going to figure it out. I've had that, you know, that, I guess, controlled disposition, but also with enough space for the magic to happen, right? I always trusted in the path, trusted that the path would unfold itself as long as you pursue it with conviction and, of course, belief and a certain amount of confidence. But back then, of course, I didn't have the words that, of course, the universe is behind me or that I can't <laughs> fail. I, I didn't have those words. I couldn't articulate yeah. this, you know, 10 years ago and say, Davis, the whole universe is behind you. You're exactly where you need to be. I didn't have those mental models. Right. But I knew then that or early 20s, how could I go wrong? Because if I was to go completely wrong, well, I have the one thing up my sleeve, which is time. Mm -hmm. And you're not a tree, you can uproot yourself. So I had some of that within me. Of course, not, not like I do today, but I always had the belief that I could make it work. Yeah, no, you have a great point. You know, one thing you alluded at is a lot of people... A lot of people are afraid to make decisions because they're going to make the wrong decision. But the the act of not making a decision is worse than making the wrong decision. Like you, you can't sure. fix. I had a, a in an internship I did, I had a project manager and he said, you know, I would rather you make the wrong decision and make it quick so that I could walk it back or we can fix it than make no decision at all because you can't fix indecision. Because if you don't make a decision, it's just gonna keep on going and going and going. You get to a point to where you can't really turn it around. And so by you just going out there and being like, look, I don't know what I'm gonna do. It might be wrong, but I'm gonna fix it if it is. And I'm just gonna figure it out. I, I think that's a great way to approach it. And it's a great way to approach a lot of things in life. Take a second, think through it. If you come to the same conclusion, go for it and then figure it out as you go. And that's kind of how Davis and I uh, approach this podcast is we don't know we didn't know how to start a podcast when we did it and we didn't know how to start a business or a company. We didn't know how to, you know, meet people and network with people, but we did it and we figured it out. And the more and more you do it, the more, the, the easier it gets, you know, so walk us through after, after college and, and you see this construction management, you're like, I really like this. Uh, but you start getting into your actual career itself, you know, where did you start? Uh, and then what led you to where you are now? I started off as conventionally as one can, and that is on project delivery, dealing with the subcontractors, dealing with the finances, dealing with spreadsheets and getting frustrated at all the consultants. That's the rite of passage into go. construction. <laughs> the first time I went on site, it was an industrial site and I had high-vis, of course, but bright, clean, new, and clean steel cap boots. Everything was clean. And I just stood there. I just stood there on site. One spot. I did not venture out. And the then site manager said, are you going to just stand there like a bollard, just shiny, bright, and, and still? That was my first foray into construction sites. <laughs> and that obviously stuck with me. It's been 10 years, oh, seven, eight years, I don't know, on. And that was the thing I said, well, hang on. I can't be passive in my career. I can't be passive in my approach to site, what am I going to gain from being literally a concrete-filled mm. bollard? So 
I started off on working on construction sites, project delivery, and I loved the the thrill of the build. And I certainly loved the dynamic environment, the fast paced environment. For the first five to six years, I truly had a great run. Fantastic projects, fantastic people, incredible responsibilities and opportunities. But I'm not someone who can have a one dimensional career. I can't do one thing. I never have. At university, I would be part of committees. After that, in the workplace, I would join industry associations. When that ended, I knew I had to do something else. So what I started doing was tutoring. And A, this was first to meet a financial goal, but I actually really enjoyed it. And the conversations with me very quickly turned from how do you erect precast and what are the components of laying a slab to, Eleanor, I don't know what to do with my career. How did you do it? And from the outset, I seemingly had this successful career, this aspirational career, but I never actually felt that. And I started seeing that, hang on, a few people are having similar similar questions. I have these questions. And I would ask them, where are you going to resolve this question? And in construction, there was no home for this. So it was February 2019 and my tutoring pipeline started drying up. And that's when I realized, hang on, if I'm reliant on a third party to control my flow of clients, then I'm not in control here. I need to do something about it. So I lodged that question into my subconscious mind. And it was April 2019. And we had a 10-day shutdown. It was just Easter and public holidays. We had a perfect 10 days off. And it was 10 days off the most... uh, what I what I did, you know, that a toxic project, toxic people, toxic culture, toxic environment. And I didn't have time to even think because as you know, when you work in a toxic environment, the toxicity yeah. seeps into every other crevice in your life. Right. So we had 10 days off and it was mid-April and it was 11 o'clock at night. And the idea, the construction coach came to me and I was up since 5 a.m. filling out a notebook, registering an APN, buying the domain. It was available. I was like, how is this available? and filling out the notebook I still have it of what it could be and I went through about a a month of doubt and belief I can do it I can't I shouldn't launch it no it doesn't exist and it was May 7th that I launched the site the construction coach and it started off as only just a blog but very quickly it became more than that I started off with workshops and it was through that that I was following the vehicle that would get me to my vision you know, at the same time, what was happening in the background from a personal front was I conceived my vision. And my vision had nothing to do with where I was then or where I thought I was going. So that caused a lot of friction and a lot of paradigm shifts. Not that I knew the term paradigm shift back then would have been really helpful. (laughs) So those things happening in parallel, meeting my mentor, Ron Malhotra, and showing me how I can marry the industry that I'm in versus my vision and creating a path, the third way to have a career changed everything for me. And that's what seeded and started the next chapter, which is the thought leadership chapter. That's cool. I love what you're talking about. Um, Really just thinking about, again, you get to a point in your life where you got a crossroads, right? And you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. And 
just like I think any great entrepreneur, like you mentioned earlier, you start to see the holes and you start to make a vision. And it may not even be a vision that's that clear, but man, you start to pursue it and stuff just starts to happen. You get the ball rolling. That's going back to that just getting started thing. But Eleanor, let's kind of shift here. You know, we, we you talked about how you know, you're doing your own podcast. You've written several books. Um, tell us a little bit about what you have going on and how, what are, what are some of these resources that we can get out to people like specifically this construction, you podcast and the construct your career book. Tell us a little bit about those efforts that you put together. I wrote the book when lockdown started happening in Melbourne. This was way back in 2020 and it was, I had to write a book anyway, but I thought if I'm not going to do it now, when the calendar has been wiped clear, no one knows what's going on. It's not going to happen. So constructing your career was the book that I always had in me to write. And what it is, it's the 12 stages, the 12 foundational stages that you need to work on your greatest project ever, which is, of course, you. It's the manual. It's the how-to guide on constructing your career, as the name suggests. So what I've done is, well, this is how you build a building. We have our design phase. We have our foundational stage we have the structural stage and then the facade and then the operational requirements and to some extent practical completion Mm. and I've equated each stage of a building to your career Mm. as you just said it's the vision if we don't have a vision how do we actually know where we're going how do we know where we are today if we don't have that marker that reference point to say well I need to be here so You start off with that and then we go into design, which is your brief. What do you actually then want? How do we translate that vision into reality? The book has insights into the different tiers and what that actually means for your career. How the industry usually positions itself, well, large company, 500 employees, $100 million turnover, or 500 million, whatever, right? right? What does that actually mean in terms of your career? I don't like large organizations at all. I do not fit into that. But people can't relate the two. So it gives you industry insights. Then we go into our foundational stages, which is a bit more of the mindset and the skill set. And all the other elements that you need in order to both sequentially, but also go back to in different stages and say, well, I'm here in my career. What stage do I need to work on? Because I'm not where I need to be. And then at the end, there's a bonus section for construction management graduates on practical, real-time, actionable advice in order to get into industry, bridging that gap between, of course, university and wanting to get your foot in the door. And when I was writing this book, at first, I thought this is too simple. Why hasn't this ever been discussed or written before? And I did hours of due diligence trying to find a career in construction book that wasn't technical. I'm not talking about a technical manual, how to how to construction, how to manage your construction projects or how to become a project manager, but shifting the focus from the outside in to the inside out. And that's what's wholly missing in the construction industry. And I remember when I launched it, and you you have that period where you're avidly waiting for feedback. And I remember someone posting that they got the book. They came home from their shift work at 11 p.m. at night and they were up till 5 a.m. reading the book and they posted this. And I said, well, even if I wrote this book for that one person that you could thank you, that you could shift someone's actions and behaviors to that extent through your philosophy, through what you stand for, through the impact that you want to make cemented very early on in the journey that I'm on the right path, that 
even if I had a, a fragment of doubt that this wasn't going to work, that was eliminated with that case study. And the Constructing You podcast, I love speaking in case that's not obvious to, to people. And I wanted to marry, of course, my passion and what I love doing, but also delivering a unique angle and a unique edge to the industry. So when I knew that I have to start a podcast, I did my due diligence. And back then, early 2022, I believe, those years really get mixed up. It was just one big, one big blur in Melbourne, the longest lockdown in the world. So when I looked out into the podcast, the podcasting industry, then in construction, there were only 46. And I remember them because I tabled them all. And they were on equipment hire, machinery, again, the very technical nature. It's not like, you know, now there is a variety. People have shifted the focus to people. Back then, there was not one single live podcast, the only one that existed, finished in 2016, that was talking about the people behind the projects. So then I said, I'm going to start a podcast, but it's going to be about the people, but which people? And I wanted to highlight the exemplary leaders and industry titans. Again, nothing to do with the publicly available information that you could access on LinkedIn, but looking at who they had to become in order to achieve what they have. Because when you want to achieve greatness, you have to first become the person who achieves that. There's commonalities in how they think in how they act and how they make decisions. That's a big factor in their disposition and how they treat challenges and what they have focused on in their own development. And that's how I started seeing patterns. There's something that they do that majority aren't doing. And that's how I conceived my second book, Leadership and Construction. So the purpose of the podcast is to ignite and inspire people to A, see what's possible. Mm -hmm. Because when I was in the formative stages of my career, construction manager or executive management or even business owner didn't seem like it was for me. It seemed like it was reserved for this, I don't know who even, I mean, anyone can obviously get there, but I already had this limitation. And because of that limitation, I reduced that even more to say, look, I'm just going to become a project manager and that's it. No more, no less. I have to do that. It's the rite of passage in the industry. So that's what I wanted to bring that you can do, quite frankly, whatever it is that you want, but you have to become a certain character. You have to think in a certain way. Someone who does the same thing over and over and over again and plays by the conventional, rote and antiquated rules of the industry will not be that 1% of the industry. Yeah. So, I mean, you bring up a great point. So just talking to our listeners in general, you know, you being the, the construction coach for Australia, you know, what, what type of person or what type of a time in their life would someone come to you and be like, Eleanor, I, I'm struggling here. I need help. You know, what is the, what is the time that someone listening would be like, maybe I should look into uh, talking to someone about, about a career or the direction I should go. Now. Wherever that person is in their career, it's now. So I work with people from different levels. I work with those wanting to get into the industry and set up really good foundations for themselves. So the basis of decision-making, mm-hmm. actually being able to not say, hey, Eleanor, should I go for land development or should I go for real estate? I mean, that's the yeah. wrong question to ask in the first place. 
So it allows them to construct their career from the inside out, but of course, access the path of least resistance into finding aligned opportunity to start with. So I have my foundational program, Constructing Your Career. Then through different collaborations, I also do mentoring and coaching within the middle management. So if someone's to transition from middle management or they're that, that's not, they may not even be in management, but they're at that mid, that five to seven year mark. And they've realized that the corporate gleam has, has worn off. It's not really what it was promised out to be, right? They, they thought they were buying a Rolls, but they were actually sold a lemon. So how do they become a go-to person within their industry? How do they actually position themselves differently outside of any corporate titles to have the career that they want to create the impact and influence that they want within the industry? At any point in time, I also do through facilitation mindset training. So if you don't actually know what's happening in here, you'll never be able to influence what's happening out there. And no one talks about mindset in the industry. And if they do, it's just very soft and fluffy. You can do whatever you want. I mean, yes and no. And then I also, through facilitation, do thought leadership training as well. So I mentor and coach for Ron Malhotra, who is the founder of the Magnify Youth Thought Leadership. And I do that for ambitious professionals, executives, and entrepreneurs who want to magnify their impact, their influence, and their income. So my whole weekend runs on India time. And oh, man. Which is great. It's like it's not that not that big of a of a difference. So I you know, even saying this, I'm I get to do this. I decided that this is what I want to do. And how many people said it's not possible? You can't do it. It hasn't been done before. All the more reason to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast today. We cannot tell you how thankful we are for every single one of our listeners. And we genuinely want to know and learn about you a little bit more. So if you're interested, uh, maybe sending us a question or just saying, hey, or wanted to talk to us a little bit, please reach out to us at contact at laying-foundations.com. If you need, if you didn't hear that, didn't understand it, you can go in our show notes and just click on the link and write us an email. Please, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Seriously, me and Davis get excited every single time we get an email from one of our listeners. It, it, it genuinely makes our day. But if you want to find out a little bit more about us uh, via social media, Davis is going to tell you a little bit how to do that. Yeah, thanks, Walker. Guys, like Walker said, reach out to us any way you can. We appreciate feedback, whether you like it or not. You know, it helps us grow in any way. We're welcome. We're, we're here to listen. And whenever you guys tell us, we're going to try to implement that into our strategy. But how to get in contact with us on social media. We have a LinkedIn account called the Lang Foundations Podcast. We have... Uh, Walker, Walker Lots LinkedIn profile. We have Davis Hambrick LinkedIn profile. We have a TikTok page called Lang.Foundations. We have an Instagram page, Lang Foundations. And then, you know, that's where we're at. These are all down in the in the show notes. But guys, we just want to put this out there and however you want to get in contact with us, we're 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 imploring you, please just reach out to us. We'll respond, reach we'll out. get back to you. And we want to hear from you. That, that You're the reason, one of the reasons why we're doing this. We want to hear from you. We want to hear feedback. How can we grow and how can we get better? Because like we said before, um, receiving accountability and receiving feedback is one of our core values. And that defines Walker and I at our core. We want to hear your feedback. And we want to be, be held accountable.